Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. In today's episode, we're going to be going over everything that happened in the previous week in the WWE. This week's episode, we're going to be going over more than just WWE. We're actually going to be hitting on everything that happened in the previous two weeks in professional wrestling for a couple of reasons. One, our schedules never lined up last week. And um, instead of doing two episodes this week, we're going to be doing one episode this week. We are not going to have an episode next week because I will be out of town. I will actually be on vacation with my girlfriend and her family in Old Orchard Beach, Maine. But there's a potential... A potential for a Friday night co-Instagram live stream between Dave uh, Darrell and Doink 508 and Double Doink Network on Instagram. So make sure to go follow us over there. Um, we're going to be trying to go live Friday evening to give our takeover and SummerSlam predictions. Yes, because both pay-per-views are shaping up very nicely. They are right shaping now. up very, very nicely. We do have a few notes from everything in the previous couple of weeks in professional wrestling in no particular order so we're going to bang out as much of this as quickly as we can um starting off with a new nxt signee official signee as a competitor samoa joe is now he resigned as uh personal detail for william regal and is now a full-time competitor on nxt tv yes for the time being because who knows what NXT is going to become in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, after some news we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. And after the fact that McMahon has asked for a complete overhaul of the uh, of the product itself. Exactly. So. Um, continuing on, um, some NXT. Oh, so that actually also led into the main event of TakeOver 36, which is happening the Sunday following SummerSlam, um, is going to be Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title. That's going to be a good match. That's going to be a very good match. That is going to be a very physical match. It's the it's the Kimura versus the uh the Kimura versus the um Oh my god. Doesn't he just isn't it just like a chokehold or yeah, something? Yeah, it's basically a choke. A sleeper? Yeah. Um speaking of matches that are going to happen at uh 36, officially announced today Raquel Gonzalez defends her NXT Women's Championship. Against her former best friend, Dakota Kai. Dave called that last week. A couple of weeks ago, but yes. Yeah. I, like I said, when Raquel was cutting that promo in the back saying she had went through everybody in the women's division, the look on Dakota's face said it, it all, all to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, no, you haven't. I'm right here. I'm right here. And you and haven't. And she hits her with a haluva kick. Yes. In the corner. Yes. And holds the belt up, which, based on WWE math, means she's not winning that belt. Yeah, but we still got a couple of weeks. Exactly. There's still quite a bit of build to yes. do. Um, yes. And this week on NXT, um, it says that Raquel Gonzalez breaks her silence, which always means there's going to be some fight between the two of them. Oh, or a backstage interview. Yeah, like, or Let's sit down and interview like what they did with um, Dakota this past week. Um, I'm just excited because this is a true, like, Diesel versus Shawn Michaels. It is. It brings me back mm-hmm. to that. Like, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I'm this excited match. for this card because we've already got four matches announced for this card. One of which we talked about two weeks ago, which is Ilya Walter Two, mm-hmm. 
we have these two matches, and then we have Cole versus O'Reilly 3. Yes. Which is going to be a drag out. So, I don't know. So, NXT is known for making trilogies. Yes. They did Cole versus Gargano. Yep. They did Gargano versus... Champa. Champa. Although, the last match was rushed. Yes. Okay. It, it didn't live up to what Cole and Gargano was, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do such a good job with these trifecta matches. Mm-hmm. They they really, really, really do. Um, but herein lies the issue. What's going to happen with Adam Cole? I know. So I'm not exactly certain the actual date, but what I've read before is the day after TakeOver is when Adam Cole's WWE contract is up because yeah. he's been on a month-to-month contract. Yeah. He's just been on extensions. Vince McMahon has offered to pay this guy one million dollars to re-sign with the wwe and he's yet to accept or deny that contract if he signs it he will be on raw or smackdown that week regardless he's done in nxt after uh, oh after after the whole o'reilly stuff yeah the real question is he is married he is and to his his wife is Britt baker Britt baker dmd so where does it really all fall? Because other news that's come out of AEW is that Andrade wants Charlotte in AEW. Mm-hmm. Alistair wants Zelina in AEW. Mm-hmm. People like to be with their spouses. Mm-hmm. It's just natural. So, will we see Adam Cole be all elite? Because he's not going to have a no compete. Because these are just these are just extensions. They're not, yeah, it's not a release. It, it's not a release. He's not... His contract expiring. No, it expired like months ago. And they've just been like, okay, we'll tack on another month. We'll tack on another month. We'll tack on another month. Because they see who this guy is. Mm-hmm. And like, they see the draw that he is. Like Vince probably doesn't listen to many podcasts. No. <laughs> but what Vince realistically just needs to do is let Cole be Michaels. And I know this is the second time I've mentioned Shawn Michaels in this. Let Cole be Shawn Michaels. Let him. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let him get to the roster and let him just dominate as this smaller body versus all the giants on your, on your main roster. Because mm-hmm. guess what? He was doing that in NXT. Mm-hmm. He held the title for... 396 days officially. Yes. 403 unofficially. Yeah, because of recordings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let him be that. Let him be that champion. But... There comes the thing of what Cole wants. Does Cole want to be in WWE or does he want to be with his wife? Yeah. So, regardless, Adam Cole is Adam Cole, baby, no yes, matter he where is. he goes. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Adam Cole gimmick is Adam Cole in Japan, in Ring of Honor, in WWE. It's Adam Cole, baby. Yes. Yes. Bottom line. And you want to know when he proved his value to me, to WWE, to the rest of the world? Was leading up to Survivor Series in 2019. Yes. Yes, when he led Team NXT and the invasion yes. of SmackDown and Raw. Yes. It was him and Shayna. Yes. And you see where Shayna's been lately. Yeah, but I don't mind her in the tag team division. The more I'm getting it, the more I'm not yeah. minding it. You know what I mean? Um, But he, his match against... um, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Done. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, his match on, against on Daniel Bryan. And his match incredible. against Dunn at Survivor Dunn, Series. Yeah. I, per... He Which apparently, what? speaking of, he's on a day-to-day contract pretty much at this point. Yes. 
he might be gone too soon. Yep. Which, it's a bummer. I love Pete Dunne. He's my favorite professional wrestler right now. But hell, I'd love to see him against half the guys in Elite. I'd love to see him against half the guys in Impact if he doesn't stay with the WWE. I'd love to see him in Japan. I'd love to see him back in England. I mean, I'd like to see him back in England, but the the thing is, is there's no there's nobody in England outside of what WWE has. Exactly, there's nobody. It's all progress. Yep, and NXT UK. Yep, that's all it is. Yep, and then if you make your way into even mainland Europe with Evolve and stuff like that, that's a WWE product as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, I don't want to see Dunn go. I really like the stuff that they're starting to build with him. Um, the, and the faction back together. I don't know if he's going to go. It's just if they decide, you know what, with all the cuts lately, just let him walk. It's it's payroll that they don't want to carry. I don't know. I'm not WWE. I don't know what their mindset is about these guys. We'll get to a list later. Yeah. Um, But some boggling, mind-boggling moves lately yeah. in the WWE. Yeah, you're right. Uh, moving on to quote-unquote main roster. Uh, starting with a couple of notes from Raw, uh, we're continuing to get a big build between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, which is a lot of fun because they're actually bringing uh, Goldberg's son back into it. Yeah. The last we saw of him was five years ago, a little short, chubby kid Yeah, that jumps in the ring after Goldberg beats Lesnar in 45 seconds. Yep. Now this kid has grown up, dude. This kid does not look like the same child. I was like, wait a minute, does he have an older son? Look at his dad, though. I mean, I know. <laughs> it's genetics. It's definitely genetics. Um, I'm happy with the way the build's going. Yeah. Um, I like Goldberg's promo about, um, I live by the spear, you champ, die by the spear. We'll die by the spear, yeah. And I like the fact that he doesn't call him by his name. No. He calls him champ. Like, as just to get under his skin, to just be a little bit of that vindictive. Acknowledge me. Yeah, exactly. Um... I'm excited for this match. I definitely I didn't, th- I didn't think I was going to be. Um, do you do you see Goldberg winning the title? No, I don't. But we'll see what happens this week on Raw. I know. Every week it just kind of changes slightly. Exactly. Um, would you be... I'd be very opposed to it. Okay, I was going to say, would you be angry I would if be. he was to win the title? I would be because then you have to bring him back to defend said title, which means how much are you paying this guy to come back when you could have paid some of these people you just... Decided to uh, exactly. let go of. So, yeah, this is one of those times where I really do not want to see a legend continue to carry on. Um, mm-hmm. in because he's he's a two match a year guy, and he already had one. I'm pretty certain he had a match earlier in the year, right? No, he hasn't. This had is a match his yet. first match of this the is year. His first match of the year, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, you don't bring him back to to take the title off Lashley. If anything, you have Lashley break his kid or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, something along those lines. But again, we'll see in about half an hour um, what happens on Raw. Exactly. Because obviously they're going to open with either Goldberg or Lashley and MVP. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, Moving on to another note from Raw from the past couple of weeks. We're getting a build, which is a lot of fun between Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. Yes. But main roster versions of these guys. Because Keith Lee is not the same Keith Lee from NXT. And this Karrion Cross is almost not the same Karrion Cross. As we have in NXT, because he's not this menace. He's missing something. He's missing his side piece. He's missing his controller. Yeah, who also hasn't been on NXT either. I know. And Scarlet. Yes. So I'm sticking with my assumption. She's going to be part of a faction with, well, who is now called Tegan Knox, 
in Shotzi Blackhawk. Oh, they got, they their, got their first and last back. back? Yes. Because oh, when awesome. Tegan scored the victory this past week on SmackDown, they announced her, they announced Tegan, her as Tegan Knox. Good. So they got their full names back. Good. Okay. So um, I'm sticking with my thought that you're going to get that trifecta with those three women. That'd be a lot of fun. I think that's going to be, I'd be, I think that's a, the way I'd it's be okay go. with that. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying um, these matches these two guys are having. Um, yeah, and it's, a, it's 50-50 right now. I yeah, think. but it's good 50-50. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Cross dominated the first time and then Lee learned and was able to adapt mm-hmm. and he hit him with that spirit bomb and it was like, wow. wow. He Here just we, pinned Cross. He just pinned the NXT champion who tells Samoa Joe he can go where he wants, when he wants, however often he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but right now Karrion Cross is one and two on main roster. Mm-hmm. With the loss to Jeff Hardy pre uh, Hardy's COVID diagnosis, mm-hmm. and then um, a win to Lee and a loss to Lee, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to lose repeatedly to Hardy until he got his mojo back, basically. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't mind the booking. I I don't. No, I'm fine with it because if you've ever looked at the history of some of WWE's booking, whenever they're gonna book a, a dominant champion, they sometimes beat them down as far as they can to build them right back up. Mm-hmm. So we will see. Definitely. Moving over to SmackDown, we have one note that I want to put out there uh, for SmackDown, and that is John Cena versus Roman Reigns is the f- official for the, the perspective main event of SummerSlam. It's 99% certain it's going to main event, but again, who knows? They might put Goldberg in that spot. They might put Goldberg in that spot because I don't think Goldberg's going to want to open. I don't think so either, and I don't think Goldberg's going to be the second or third to last match. Yeah. Because you're not going to do that to Lashley. You know what match might open? Edge Reigns. Not Reigns. Roman. Uh, not Roman. Rollins. There's a lot of R's. R, R, R. Um, That might open. But I also think that's that's a good match to break up right before the um the match before the main event. That's your... That's your... Uh, your well, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to put it there because that's what everyone calls the pee break match. No, the pee break match is the match before the main event. I'm talking about the match before oh, the match. So it's the third to last. Third to last. So the pee break match is Goldberg versus Lashley. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. That's not. That's unfair to Lashley. I mean, one of the best. Speaking of pee break matches, a lot of people said this. One of the best matches to ever fall in that second to last spot was the six woman match at WrestleMania 33. When Naomi won the title in Orlando. Yes. Which was one of the best matches on that card, but everyone said, oh, it's the match right before the main event. Let's go to the bathroom. Yep. They missed a great match. Yeah. I mean, the main event of that show was Reigns versus Undertaker, which was a 25-minute slog fest. Yeah. But regardless, Cena versus Reigns is official. And you mentioned this before the show, is that thankfully the Balor... Corbin stuff was one and done. Yeah, it seems to be over. I think Corbin is still going to be this like begging character who's going to try oh, to yeah. reach out and get as much help as he can from people. Um, and Balor pretty much put an end to that, and then the bloodline pretty much. And I have a feeling we're going to get a Balor Reigns match. Oh yeah, we are. And I think we're going to get it at Extreme Rules. It's going to be after SummerSlam. It's going to be the uh, the pay per view after or the second pay per view after SummerSlam. Because it's not going to be at Survivor Series. Survivor Series, we're getting champ champ. Yeah. Now, my question is, if you're building to that, are you going to get a Demon versus Bloodline match? <sighs> the Demon versus both the Usos? 
Or all three of them. No, like, just the demon comes out and, like, like, uh, because you do not want to see the demon suffer a loss. No. But you do want to continue to make Reigns dominant. So you're kind of in this, like, real catch-22 here if you're going to try to build this feud right. Yeah, so I'm thinking of it now. September is Night of Champions or Clash of the Champions, whatever they're calling it now, mm-hmm. is the pay-per-view. And then October is Extreme Rules because they're kind of still booking it as this horror show. Mm-hmm. Is that when we see The Fiend? Not The Fiend, The, the Demon? Mm. We'll get to that in yeah. a minute. Um, is that when we see The Demon? We might. We might. It all depends on what they're going to book out for. Um, Does The Demon take their first loss? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Imagine Roman Reigns slays the demon. Yeah. But. Because remember, he's already slayed the fiend. Yeah. He's done it a couple times. Yeah. We'll see. We'll definitely see. It's definitely interesting. But um, Cena versus um, Reigns is inked in blue Sharpie for SummerSlam this year. And I'm very excited. So am I. Moving on to a couple. I'm more excited about this part-timer coming in and having a match than the other part-timer coming in and having a match. Yeah, I'm totally cool with this. Yeah. Because this is this is a fun, interesting Cena. Yes. Because he gets to go against the biggest heel that WWE's built in a while. Yeah. And it's basically what they should have done to Cena back in the day. Yeah. Well, they should have made him this super heel. Yes. Yes. Um, moving on to a couple of non WWE notated things. Um we have the main event for NWA Empower booked. And that is Deanna Perrazzo versus wrestling women's wrestling legend Melina. Just another notch in the belt for Deanna. Exactly. She's not dropping that title to her. No. If it was a Thunder Rosa, if it was a Britt Baker champion versus if champion match. If it was a match, Serena Deeb. Yeah, there was a chance. If there, if it was a Ruby Riot, I know. There was a chance that she could have dropped the belt. But, I definitely can agree with you on that. But n- not to Melina. She's not dropping that belt to Melina. No. Um, Continuing on the impact train, we have a new member of Bullet Club. Pew! Jay White has recruited... And we saw this coming. We kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did. Chris Bay yep. is now officially a member of the Bullet Club. Yep. So how soon before he turns on Jay White? Because <sighs> it's what always happens when a leader recruits somebody new. Yeah. But normally it's whenever a leader recruits somebody that can replace them as leader is when they get turned on. Okay. Because like... When Balor recruited Styles, Styles turned on Balor. When Styles recruited Omega, Omega turned on uh, uh, Styles. Yeah. Then there was the Omega and Cole stuff where they were both kind of like Cole was in Ring of Honor, Omega was in um, Japan, and then the Bucks turned on Cole, and then brought in Marty Skrull. Yeah, yeah. And then Marty Skrull was there for a little bit and then got turned on again. Yeah. It's like, it's the balance of like leadership in in bullet club um i don't think it's going to be a turn per se but i think it's going to be when jay white eventually finds himself back in japan chris bay will have this like bullet club build in the impact aew kind of thing nwa because yeah. we have hikeo leo who just came from japan into aew who yep. is a bullet club member 
will inevitably probably get uh, Tokyo Pimp Takahashi or Tanahashi in AEW Impact at some point. We're definitely, almost certainly, going to see the Gorillas at some point in AEW Impact. I still think WWE's got some cards up their sleeves with that. You really think so? You th- I really think do we're going to get a Bloodline versus... I was going to say, do you think we're going to see Bloodline versus Gorillas yes. first before we see... Like, Good Brothers versus Gorillas. Okay. I've been keeping this in my back pocket for four weeks, and now you finally gave me the the the, the ignition, okay? I personally think WWE and AEW are bankrolled together at the moment. I have had that theory in the back of my head for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks because this wouldn't be the first time that Vince McMahon is bankrolled in competition. WCW. No, not WCW, ECW. When ECW was financially having a hardship, McMahon bankrolled ECW and brought some of their talent over to WWE. That's how Rob Van Dam became known as Mr. Monday Night. Mm -hmm. Okay? I just think it's on the flip side right now. You think WWE is being bankrolled by All Elite? No, I think WWE and All Elite are bankrolling in some way, shape, or form together. But WWE is sending talent to AEW. Hmm. It's really interesting. I, I'll get what more if, into my... Th- what if what NXT becomes is where we see the crossover? That... Just wait. I, you're, 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 you're starting to put some of the ingredients together right now, man. If they're looking to re... They're looking to change NXT back into a developmental brand, Right? That's the talk. That's why they dumped all these older guys that they've had on their roster. Yeah. Okay? And they're doing this breakout tournament again. Trying to get Adam Cole up to Raw SmackDown. It just... Cross up to Raw SmackDown. A lot of the pieces just seem to fit together. And then the other thing that nobody's talked about was four months ago, there was a report that came out that AEW was in the red due to trying to finance... A video game that has not been released yet. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of moving pieces here. WWE and AEW both were in talks with New Japan about Bullet Club. The Tamatonga puts right on his Instagram, right on his Twitter. Bloodline versus Gorillas? Question mark. I'm wait. I'm ready. There's a lot of moving pieces here, and. And I know we've had this conversation before, and it really started with Jericho coming on the Broken Skulls. Mm-hmm. That there was some type of, of conversation. conversation and immediate relationship between these companies. I just think it's been getting streamlined, and I think it's continuing to be streamlined. Yeah, we'll definitely Don't see. be surprised if we get the invasion angle we should have gotten back in the early 2000s now. Post-COVID, once stuff really starts to clear up. I know we're dealing with this whole Delta thing. Once that starts to clear up, Mm -hmm. don't be surprised if we start seeing some interesting sprinkles happening. Like, very NWO-esque. Yeah. Okay? Because if there's one thing we can talk about... But the NWO of nowadays is Bullet Club. Correct. Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, Tangaloa. Yes. Tokyo Pimp. Yes. And we're going to get into it with the whole... Um, litany of releases. Well, not just the litany of releases, but the matches that Jericho's having right yeah. now. Yeah, Trials of Jericho. In 
the short time that AEW has been around, they've done more to the legacy of WCW than WWE has the whole time they've had any of the programming. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the, with um, Cody Rhodes and his ties to WCW, be it his father and his brother and all their friends from Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchett and Ric Flair and all that stuff. They've done a great job because look at, I mean, I don't want to skip over the Nick Gage match. I don't want to, but I'm going to because we got Hooventu Guerrero versus Chris Jericho. Is this 1997 WCW Nitro second match? What? Yeah. Like, brought me right back to like middle school years of watching WCW. And you know WCW. what's funny? When I saw this match and I saw Hoovy come out, I'm like, wait a minute. This kid looks like he's 26. Dude, on. Believable, and I was like, "No way, this is Juventud Guerrero because yeah. he looked so young." And I'll t I'll tell you who would have been in that spot had he not died a couple. Um, was it a Ed Guerrero? No, no, psychosis. Yeah. Okay. Have he had not died, had his in sustained his injuries in Japan when he went through the ropes and stuff mm -hmm. like that, this would have been a spot for psychosis. Which Hoovy, psychosis, Jericho, Malenko, Guerrero, um. Uh, Mysterio. They were all the little guys. They were the ones that were in the opening match, the that second get, match. Getting cast aside. The cruiserweights. Yes. That they were the one advantage WCW had over WWE. It was the cruiserweight division. It was a cruiserweight division. And WCW dropped the ball because they wanted to get all the big names on television. The mm -hmm. Goldbergs, the Nashes, which is, if you think about it, is the exact flip script of what's going on right now with AEW and WWE. So, yes, the Nick Gage match was awesome. No holds barred was great. So, now let me ask you this. Did you catch this? And I just have to put this out there. Did you catch the perfect timing of ad placement? Oh, with the pizza. Nick Gage yeah. had the pizza cutter. Yeah. Dom and then they go to picture in picture, and there's a Domino's ad. Domino's is pissed. I can imagine they would be. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't warned about the spot. They've actually asked that AEW not run any of their ads anymore. Really? Yeah. So, there goes Pizza Hut. Yeah. There goes Domino's, you mean? No, I'm saying... Pizza Hut goes right in that spot. Um, I Gino's, Shaq. I, Shaq's in there. I doubt it. I mean, Shaq's already been on there. They haven't been able to get Papa John's on yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the whole Nick Gage stuff, that was, a, you know, a classic death match, classic hardcore match. Mm -hmm. But the Hoovy match was incredible, man. Yeah, and the, the top rope... Uh, Stipulation. Yeah, the top rope um, uh, Judas effect was devastating. I'm like, Jericho, keep that in your repertoire, bro. That was a really good spot. But the fourth labor is Wardlow versus Jericho with MJF as the special guest ref. Ref bump. I've already talked <laughs> about it David. Earlier, it's ref bump. ref bump. Someone will run in, count the pin. That's the win for Jericho. Yep. That's how it's got to be done. Yep. Yep. All right. And now, quickly. One, one other thing I want to get into. Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, but holy shit. Yeah. Did Rhodes retire? He left his boots in the so, ring. I heard that it's not necessarily retirement, but it's him stepping away for a little bit, which is what we wanted. They're they're re they're shooting uh the big big show, season two, which he is one of the go uh uh judges or judges whatever. on it. He wants to spend time with his wife and newborn. Mm -hmm. I completely understand it. This is him stepping away for a little bit, and this is what we wanted. Yeah, we called this two weeks ago. And now this allows Malachi Black to find himself off of Jer uh, off of Cody Rhodes Island and get into some other feuds and fucking win that title. Yeah. It's where he belongs. Yep. 
is in that main title scene. Yep. He has to get through Cody Rhodes Island, and he did. Yep. Very distinctly. Yeah. That bl- like he dominated that match. Yeah. That that black mask where Rhodes is like bouncing off the ropes and coming back to him, and he hits him with that mask, and then he doesn't even pin him. No, he, he puts his put f- foot, his on, foot him. on him. And I don't know if you've listened to Austin Troost, his new intro, his new theme song. Oh, for Malachi? Yes. So good. Oh, it's incredible. So good. Um, Not to go on a tangent here before we go to what we're going to talk about. I found a new band. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Brand of Sacrifice? Brand of Sacrifice, man. They're incredible. Oh, my God. You know... I could do a whole 30-minute episode on their last album. Oh, it's incredible. I've listened to it twice. It is so good. Like, you want to listen to... The future, the present of Deathcore is that band. Is Brand of Sacrifice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They need to do somebody's song. Like, someone needs to walk out to Animal, that song. Someone just needs to walk out to it. Yeah, I can agree with you on so, that. Back back from my tangent, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the last notes. Ugh. And it's it's... We hate talking about this. But we've been talking about it way too often. Yeah, it seems like every Friday. WWE releases. The, and this the top five names on this shocked the hell out of me. Considering that three of them had matches this past week and two of their matches were on 205 Live and were announced during their matches that they had been released. Well, I wasn't even talking about them. Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay, yep. Rick Flair. Rick Flair asked for his release. Yes, he asked for it, which he was granted. Yes. Good on him. Bronson Reed. Okay. Bob Fish. Okay. Mercedes Martinez. Okay. And here we get into another list. Jake Atlas. Ari Sterling. Kona Reeves. Leon Ruff. Stefan Smith. Tyler Rust. Diamond Mine. Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, and Giant Zanjir. A litany of NXT talent. And there's one name that boggles us more than anything. And I think you and I have the same one, and it's not Bray Wyatt. It's Bronson Reed. Yeah. Bronson Reed's throwing me for a loop. Bronson Reed, in my opinion is the definition of a Vince McMahon guy. He is this See, he's, big... He's not, though. No? No. He McMahon likes tall. He likes big, and he likes tall. Because if if that was a definition of a Vince McMahon guy... So Bam Keith Bam, Lee. Bam Keith, Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow would have gotten a title run. Keith Lee would be getting a better push. Big Van Vader would have gotten more love in the WWE. That's the problem. He doesn't like hosses. He likes tall, muscular. Taker, Kane, Kevin Nash, Razor Ramon, all big, taller guys. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage, the ultimate warrior. He wants his guys cut out of stone, not looking like boulders. He wants them to look like Machamp and not Graveler. I was going to say Machamp, not Golem. (laughs) Golem, there you go. That's it. So that's the issue. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. that I mean, I, what I should say is there's a lot wrong with releasing these guys, releasing these guys because of their talent. I understand the hesitancy of, a, of some of them. Like Bobby Fish throws me for a loop because Bobby Fish is one of my favorite wrestlers. 
but he's battled a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. They broke up the Undisputed Era. Really, where was he going to be going? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's going to do great on the independence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Rust throws me for a loop because he's part of a faction. Yeah. Like you just, built, just debuted. You just debuted this faction and you get rid of Tyler Rust. Mm-hmm. But this kind of all harkens back to what I was saying a few minutes ago. There's something afoot. Yeah. And I mean, I have If no... we see these guys coming around um, September, late September time, mid September time, when they start doing live shows all over the place and MSG for AEW, don't be surprised if you see some of these guys there. Yeah. Right in WWE's backyard. Mm hmm. Ooh. Uh, th- there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to hit us up on the show's Instagram page, at Double Doink Network, or reach out to us on our personals, at DJ Ald and at Darlaufen Doink 508. We are available to stream at any time on your favorite podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and many more. Thank you again so much for listening. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. <laughs>